Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Fat Old Nerds podcast. I'm your host with the most and sweet little rump roast, Bob Patterson. This motherfucker is the result of a haunted doll getting fat. And he has the tiniest little deformed midget hands you will ever see in your life. So tiny. Sitting with me, as always, is a man who looks like a lumberjack and a caveman fucked and had a baby, and that baby was raised by bears. That's what you get when you look at Micah Bryant. He is the current title holder for how high human shit can be stacked. Six foot six, that's the answer. Human shit can be stacked six feet, six inches tall. I, I, I take that as a compliment, I think. And to my other side is a man who just gives no shred of a fuck about my personal space or my no-no zones. It's Justin Moffat. And he has a head of hair that looks like a gigantic wad of pubes. Golden pubes. Golden pubes. Just big old golden pubes. Well, I'm a giant dick. We're back, folks. We're going to do a second episode and make everybody be like, what the hell? So let's get into it. Micah, you you give us something to talk about. Well, uh, let's see here. So recently on on a website that I follow on Facebook called GiveMeSport.com, they obviously talk about Take a wild guess. Sports. Cock. Yeah. Cockfighting. They do talk about, maybe, I don't know. But they had recently published something. There's a another website called thetop10.com where people went and basically voted who they think the top 10 WWE superstars of all time are. And I figured, you know, I still watch wrestling. I'm still a big fan of wrestling and probably will be till the day I die. And Justin, I would say you you watched it, but your fandom probably like what peaked during the Attitude Era. The late yeah, 90s, my, my fandom kind of died out after the Attitude Era, like when Stone Cold went away and when Sting wasn't really doing his thing as much anymore. You know, Goldberg was like not as interesting. I kind of died out a little bit. So like late nineties, early two thousands, probably around yeah, then. Some, like end of uh, middle school. <clears throat> And Bob, you have a passing familiarity with WWE. I remember when we were room, when we were roommates, any Monday and Friday night, basically Raw or SmackDown was going to be on. You had no choice in the matter, and you would watch it. It was entertaining, but like my like extensive knowledge went back to just me watching it as a kid. It just being on the TV. Like right. I, I still remember the name Doink the Clown. So oh yes, I remember Doink. Doink was awesome. That was way the hell on back there. That was like early 90s. But... Oh, yeah, things to remember, Doink the Damn Clown is what standed out to you? <laughs> it, no, it's just the one thing that like sticks in my mind when I think of wrestling. I think of that and Hulk Hogan and ripping your shard off and fucking snapping into a Slim Jim and all that shit. So anyway, neither one of you said anything about it. It stood. I'm an idiot. I'm going to shoot myself now. But anyway, so it's a top ten list. It's compiled by like ninety four thousand votes on this website. And Justin, you, you you're probably familiar with everybody that's on this list. Bob, there might be two or three that you've heard of, but you probably never actually seen wrestle. But you're familiar with yeah, them. Yeah, anyway, there's two on here I have, I've never seen, but the rest of them I have. I got you. So I guess starting from number ten and going to number one. We Hold can start. on, before you do this, before you do this, do yes. it in your best JR impression now. My best what impression? JR. Jim My Rossman. God! He's broken in half! You know, actually, I listened to another podcast with him, and apparently, good old JR is a little bit of a pothead. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me a whole bunch. Not really. You know, if you're rich, you ain't gotta take no drug tests or no shit like that, might as well smoke up. That is true. So anyway, number 10 on the list, um, Edge. That's one I have no knowledge of. Right, okay. Edge, I would say, he was always one of those guys that was like a mid-card guy that was like right up 
on the very tippy top of the mid card and just could never break through. And once he actually did break through, you know, he never looked back. Like name a championship, he basically won it. Uh, headline WrestleMania, um, won the Royal Rumble, won a whole bunch of stuff, won the King of the Ring tournament, and all that stuff. So basically, if you name it, he's pretty much done it. So I guess based on just accomplishments in that area, I get I would say he deserves to be on the top ten. What say you, Justin? I don't know, man. That's the first dude that, like, I guess I didn't know he did all that stuff. And I, it's important to note that this is strictly a WWE list, right? Because I don't see any WCW dudes on here. It is, it is WWE, and most of the guys on here's success primarily came in WWE. Yeah. So that he, he was the first one that jumped out at me as odd. Because, I don't know, man, like... Uh, he was in the group. Best, but, like, the I would expect, like, Kurt Angle or something on there. Yeah. Over him. You know, yeah. Not, so much edge. But, I mean, you know, he was one of those guys that he's been around for a while. And he actually, he recently just came back, too, actually. He, after basically being retired for nine years, he was basically told he'd never be able to wrestle again. If he took another bump the wrong way, he'd basically be paralyzed. Another thing, he also, at WrestleMania, he always stole the show at a lot of WrestleManias because he was involved in a lot of, like, ladder matches, which were... Like, amazing. I, I would suggest, if y'all could, go and watch uh, from WrestleMania 2000, the triangle ladder match. It was Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys, and the Dudley Boys. Watch that match, and you'll be like, holy crap, because they did all sorts of crazy stuff in that match. It was ridiculous. But So I, I would say he he's probably should be on there just based on those kind of accomplishments, but it was kind of a weird, it was kind of a weird top ten choice, too. It stuck out to me a little bit. But number nine, this one I was kind of like, really? They put him on here, Randy Orton. Yeah, so. dude, I I don't I don't care for Randy Orton a whole bunch. Um, of course, he's more he's he's a little recent, you know. So he's still wrestling. My... He's still wrestling. Um, he's one of those guys that was like he's a third generation wrestler. His dad and granddad were wrestlers, so not that he was guaranteed success, but it didn't hurt. This is kind of weird. I never really just I, I I can't ever pick a Randy Orton match that like stood out to me as like oh wow this match was awesome. But I never I can't really pick out a match that was like oh god this match was horrible. He's just one of those guys like you know he's a solid wrestler. I mean, but yeah, I was kind of surprised at number nine Randy Orton. Not really one that I would have put on that list to be honest. Or do you even know who that is, Bob? Randy Orton. Heard the name, don't know much about him. So number eight, I think, now at this point, a lot of these names, I believe, are very deserved on this list. So number eight is Bret Hart. I would definitely say Bret Hart deserves on any top ten list of greatest wrestlers of all time. I would argue argue Bret Hart should be on those lists. What say you, Justin? Yeah, no, Bret Bret Hart's the shit. Um... And, like, goes way, way back. Uh, you know, did a bunch of stuff. I can't name the accomplishments like you you can. But uh, for sure, if you're going to make a list, top 10, WWE, Bret Hart has to be on it. I mean, you don't get the name the best there is, best there was, and best there ever will be, you know, and not make a top 10 list. He had, uh, one, I can't remember which WrestleMania it was, but the match he had with Stone Cold Steve Austin, was it was a submission match and the guest referee was Ken Shamrock. That was an amazing match, like one of the best WrestleMania matches ever, because it's like an iconic moment where you see Steve Austin's in the sharpshooter and you just see blood pouring down his face. It's like an it's like an iconic scene in all of wrestling. But yeah, Bret Hart should be on any top ten list, I would say. Uh, and he's the only guy on the list that has legitimately punched. Uh... Vincent ran in the face. That is not, very true. Not for fakesies, for realsies. That is very true. He did do that after the um, infamous Montreal screw job, which I don't know. Was it was, as fun as it sounds? No, it was not. I mean, I think for those who don't know the Montreal screw job, Bret Hart was basically leaving WWE to go WCW. He was still the champion, but he didn't want to drop the belt to Shawn Michaels because they didn't like each other. So, <clears throat> since he didn't want to drop the belt, they basically concocted this plan, well, we're just basically going to screw him out of the belt. 
and he got all super upset about it because, you know, as much as I love wrestling, it's not like it's not like the championship is like a legitimate thing. Sure, it's awesome to be the champion. You're making a lot of money, but it's not like it's it's decided by writers and stuff like that. So it's not like you actually quote won the belt. So you know, but still, I mean, if you are the champ and all of a sudden they just take the belt away from you, I guess that could kind of suck. But anyway, moving on, number seven, Triple H. Yeah, I would say Triple H should be on a top ten list. He's, I think Bret Hart said it about Triple H. <clears throat> if he wasn't necessarily the biggest draw, but he was always in matches with people who were the draw, and he could always get a good match out of those people. And I would say he deserves to be on that list because. He, more for like his behind the scenes stuff at this point, because when Vincent Mann finally decides, or but he ain't going to decide to retire, he's going to die and then retire, or actually he'll probably die and continue work and then retire. <laughs> Triple H will probably take over, and I think the product will improve once he takes over because, um, you know, he's one of these guys that realizes not every wrestler has to be these gigantic six foot eight. 290-pound pure muscle size, he realizes that, you know, a lot of smaller... Like, wrestlers come in all shapes and sizes, and he realizes that. And he's basically signed a whole lot of guys that are, you know, not your typical-looking wrestlers. But uh, what do you say, Justin? Yeah, Triple H is the man, dude. Like, uh, he's been in a ton of crazy matches. Uh, he's done a bunch of fucked-up shit, you know, put his body on the line. Uh, he's got one of my favorite finishers. The pedigree is just, uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. It looks like it fucking hurts. Uh, it's one of those where you can, like, you know, hit it in an instant. You don't need this, like, huge long setup. Just, you know, mm-hmm. kick him in the guts or the nuts or whatever and uh, go to town. Um, And, yeah, like, when he was a face with DX, loved him. Oh, uh, yeah. When he was a heel, hated his guts, and that's exactly what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the dude's a legend. And, uh, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, what about you? Let's say you, Bob. You're somewhat familiar with him, aren't you? All I know is, isn't he married into the McMahon family? Yeah, he is. He married uh, Stephanie McMahon, Vince's daughter. Oh, okay. Uh, That was someone with a motorcycle going by. Oh. But the next list, I I got some stuff to say. Yeah. Number six, another person I would say should be on any top ten list, Hulk Hogan. I want to rip my shirt open right now. <laughs> did, did you succeed? No fucking <laughs> the little shits in Thailand that make my shirt evidently do a good job. <laughs> but yeah, I would say Hulk Hogan should be on any top ten list. He wasn't like he wasn't like the greatest wrestler necessarily. I mean, you're not going to get a. But he was a great showman. Yes, he, not, you're not going to get a five-star match out of him, but he could hold that audience in the palm of his hand and get them to basically do whatever he wanted, whether he was a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah, honestly, I'm a little offended with him being number six, especially when we get to number five and who that is. But uh, like this dude was wrestling like mm-hmm. like back in the 80s and the 90s and shit, man. And like uh, like the whole his heel turn in WCW, like with the NWO and everything, I get it's not with WWE and this is WWE list. Right. But like everybody knows who this dude is, you know, like he's in a damn Rocky movie, man. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, like, like honestly, uh, if you're doing a top 10 list, as much as I, you know, when we get to number two and number one, God, I love those dudes. But uh, Hulk Hogan probably deserves to be it, like number one or number two. I, I, number one, maybe I just, it just that that's a tough call. But he needs to be higher on this list because, like, fucking, uh, you know, leave his personal shit out of it because Hulk Hogan is not such a good person apparently. But uh. Yeah, uh, and I, I've seen the sex tape, but uh, uh, as far as wrestling goes and like leaving a mark on the industry, uh, I feel like he's done more than some of these other dudes that are higher up on the list than him. I would agree, wholeheartedly agree. I mean, well, that a lot of these guys on this list probably would have even gotten into wrestling if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, you know. 
Uh, actually, Edge always oh. Edge always said that his idol growing up was Hulk Hogan, as who got him into wrestling. And at one point, Edge actually won the tag team titles with Hulk Hogan. So imagine how that feels, winning the tag belts with your idol. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty neat. But yeah, for yeah. sure, like every single person on this list watched Hulk Hogan wrestle at some point before they ever got into the industry, for fucking sure. Absolutely. But number five, I have a feeling is going to... Depends on how you look at it, but number five is John Cena. I mean, <laughs> I'm just gonna let Justin destroy this anthill. Now, like as a person, as a person, and what he does for kids and shit seems to be a great fucking guy, right? As a human being, I approve of John Cena hardcore. As a wrestler. I never want to see him again, and I'm angry at every time I have seen him in my past. <laughs> I can understand where you're coming from on that, because, you know, I mean, he's had a lot of success, but my issue with John Cena was always, at, 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 after he became champion and won the belt like a bajillion times, they would always... For whatever reason, despite all of his success, position him as the underdog, which never made sense to me because, you know, when you win the championship 13 times, at that point, I don't think you're really the underdog. You're kind of the big man on campus at that point. So I never understood them positioning him as the underdog that he always had to fight from the bottom. But I don't know. He... He would have it depends if he was in the ring with a certain type of person like Daniel Bryan or CM Punk, he could have great matches. He could have great matches. But I think he I, I just feel like WWE just kept him on top for way too long because I didn't have anybody else to put there. Let me, yeah, they're just like he's a face. You like him. You like him. And it's like, do I? And they're like, Yes, you totally do. And it's like, I don't I don't think I do. And they're like, No, you do. No, you do. You like him. You will like him. <laughs> That's basically how they did it. But even in an interview, John Cena was like, I, I will say this. The version of John Cena I liked was when he first started and he was a heel. And he basically had a, he was basically like a vanilla ice rapper gimmick. And he could freestyle rap and stuff. That was the version of John Cena I liked. I didn't like the kid-friendly version of him. I was not a big, I'm not a big fan of that. He, he, like you said, he's a good person, but I would say he deserves to be on the top 10 list, but just maybe not that high, I would say. A little bit further down. What do you say, Bob? I, I just know him from his activism and such, but, but I, I will say this. Uh, John Cena was one of the few wrestling characters that was turned into a Ghostbuster action figure. That is true. That's very strange, but that is true. Anyway, so number four is The Rock. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Occasionally. He's another one of those guys who's kind of like Hulk Hogan. Wasn't exactly the most technical wrestler or anything. But just based on his promos and stuff that he does alone, he should be on any top ten list. He can out-talk anybody. Still, he can out-talk anybody. He could come back to wrestling tomorrow just for some random appearance and cut a promo, and people will be eating out of the palm of his He'll have people eating out of the palm of his hand. That's just how yeah, good dude, he is cutting a promo. If you, if you piss in the same urinal that The Rock once pissed in, doesn't matter how long ago he pissed in it, you get plus five to charisma. The dude is just likable. Mm-hmm. Fucking likable as hell. If he doesn't want you to like him, he is he is fun to hate. But even even as a heel, it was like, God damn it, I really want to like you, but you're a bastard. And uh, <laughs> it's just and like and that's kind of proven with the fact that he's become such a successful actor. It's just mm-hmm. the the man is fun to listen to. He's fun to look at. That sounded weird, but. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded you know, a little strange. Yeah, you know, like, like just everything The Rock does, you want to pay attention to, right? Like, right, like exactly. uh, whether he's talking, whether he's doing an action movie, it just uh, comedy. It doesn't really matter, man. Like The Rock can do it all. Out of everybody on the list, 
I would definitely say the most charismatic person. Oh yeah, by a long shot, by far. But uh, I, would, I, I would totally agree with that. The Rock is amazing. Just, you can't touch him on the microphone. It's just, and, and you know, he, it's not that he's a bad wrestler. It's just, just based on his promo work and just him talking any top ten list ever. But number three, uh, now we're starting to get to some debatable ones, but not debatable, but, you know, what list number they should be at. But Shawn Michaels, I would say yes. I, I don't have a problem with him being that high up on the list. Shawn Michaels was always one of those guys, charismatic, but he was a fantastic wrestler. He, they always said that he could wrestle a broom and get a good match out of it. Uh, he's been in the ring with just about everybody on this list except The Rock. I don't think he's ever actually wrestled The Rock. But he's been in the ring with everybody else on this list and had tremendous, amazing matches with him. He can get a great match out of anybody. Just any, he can get a good match out of anybody. Um, even when he was like, when he made his comeback and he was still, you know, not old, but older in his mid forties or so, he would still get great matches out of people. Like you know, top ten, ma- like ten star matches out of like people who you couldn't really get a match like that out of. It seems like when when dude came back, they were like, oh, he's got a back made out of matchsticks now, mm-hmm. and uh, even then he could do some exciting shit. Um, so yeah, I, I got no problem with Shawn Michaels being number three. Uh, dude's likable, puts on good mm-hmm. matches. Uh, yeah, nothing nothing uh, detrimental to say here. Mm. Are you familiar with Shawn Michaels, Bob? Probably heard of the name, but probably never really actually seen him wrestle. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So number two and number one, I think, could be interchangeable. But number two on this list is Stone Cold Steve Austin. He is Stone like Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. He reminds me of a uh, former drill sergeant that just never got rid of the the, the pronunciation ways of a drill sergeant. <laughs> He's always walking around like, what the fuck? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I was yeah, Steve Austin, he was a he could always cut a great promo. Uh he was a pretty good wrestler. He was more of a brawler, but you can get a good match out of him. For the most part, I think uh, a lot of the people on this list he's been in the ring with and always got great matches out of him. But, you know, he was obviously during that Attitude Era period where, you know, everybody loved Stone Cold Steve Austin. Everybody knows who Stone Cold Steve Austin was. His feud with Vince McMahon, obviously, was one of the greatest feuds of all time. And there even though he's... Six-year-old women wearing Stone Cold shirts in Walmart. Exactly. I don't <laughs> think... I think as far as merchandise sales, he pretty much outsold everybody else on this list. I think everybody had a Steve Austin shirt at some point. I still have a Steve Austin t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, that's an embarrassing story involving Steve Austin. Sure. Okay. There's this dude I went to high school with. I won't say his name. But uh, he was a huge wrestling fan, and he really liked Stone Cold. And evidently, this guy wanted to be a wrestler one day because he uh, would practice the moves. And one day, he Stone Cold stunned me. Oh, nice. Actually, it happened on a few occasions. To one which occasion I hit the ground and I farted. <laughs> you got stunned and you farted. That's funny. <laughs> yep. That's my extended knowledge on Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> well, I would say, Justin, you're a little bit more familiar with Steve Austin. What do you think? Yeah, dude. My, this, this man spoke straight to my uh, angsty teenage heart. Um, <laughs> I was all about every single thing he did. Uh, I did not have a boss at the time, but I thought it was great all the all the uh, all the things he did to his boss to stand up to his boss and to to uh, you know beat up his boss. My my father, who uh, you know also has an angsty teenage heart, uh, <laughs> just absolutely loved him. Uh, it was good good bonding shit. Uh, you know, man, Steve Austin was just. Uh, that dude was straight up an important part of uh, middle school for me, man. And uh, loved watching him. Loved hearing him. Uh, dude's got a podcast now. Even listen to that every now and then. Uh, just anytime he's got something to say, I'll listen to him say it. Mm-hmm. I would, too. He Again, you know, 
I don't even think WWE would be around anymore if it wasn't for him. He just caught fire and just, you know, basically shot WWE straight into the mainstream. And it's basically been there ever since. But uh, number one on the list, I would say, is very deserved to be on number one. Number one on the list is The Undertaker. Mm, yes, absolutely. Um, Undertaker is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, for a guy his size, he would always put he would always put on great matches. Um, when he had his world famous streak at WrestleMania, um, especially towards the end, he would have some amazing matches where you would think the streak is going to end right there, and it doesn't. He'd always come out on top until he lost to Brock Lesnar, but you know it had to end at some point. But Undertaker, he was also one of those guys that could take a gimmick. Like, basically being an undead person. And it didn't seem out of place in wrestling. Like, when he did the Ministry of Darkness and all that stuff, it didn't seem out of place in the time. He could all, he always managed to pull off being that character. And it lasted for, oh God, 30 years almost at this point. And even now when he comes... Paul Bear, even Bear. He, Oh yeah, Paul Bear, he had an awesome manager... Paul Bearer was awesome. Creepy. One of the creepiest managers ever, but, you know. Uh, even now, when he comes back for WrestleMania seasons once a year or so, he still manages to put on a pretty good match, and he's well well into his 50s at this point. Probably should retire, because it's like, I see him wrestle, and I'm like, he's not as good as he used to be, but he can still put on a pretty good match. And I'm just like, he just needs to... He has nothing left to accomplish in wrestling. He's one of those guys, I think, it's just time for him to ride out into the sunset. What do you say, Justin? Or into the moonlight. That, too. Into the moonlight. Yeah. Yeah, this dude, uh, I mean, as long as I can remember, The Undertaker's been a part of the scene. You know, the dude is like an imposing figure. He's just, he's freaking huge. Every persona he's played, every character he's had has just, you know, fit him like a glove. Uh, he's just got, you know, some of the more memorable moves, you know, like the the tombstone pile driver walking on the ropes with his big old, and like how even the dude's like what six 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 seven some shit like that, maybe bigger, mm-hmm. and he's walking on the damn ropes and shit. Uh, the motherfucker made was it a go go plotter or was it a triangle that he made work for a while? I can't even remember. It was a triangle of some sort. I can't remember. But it was like a triangle of some sort. I think it was a go-go plata, um, if I'm remembering right. Which, you know, even like in wrestling, like it doesn't look like it should work even in MMA, even though it's a legitimate submission. But the dude made that shit work. You know, Mm -hmm. like uh, everything he did in wrestling just seemed to make sense. There was never a miss, in my opinion. Uh, he's the only reason I say that maybe Hulk Hogan should be number two instead of number one. As much as I love Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, shit, I don't know. Maybe Steve Austin had the bigger imprint, but, uh, man, the undertaker, he's just, uh, dude's a legend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, him being undefeated at, at WrestleMania for so long, like, man, like you could believe like, yeah, of course nobody could beat that dude when he's on his game and shit like that. So, uh, yeah, Undertaker, number one, absolutely. I'm, I'm down with it. And he was involved in one of my all-time favorite matches, the Hell in a Cell match with Mick Foley, where basically Mick Foley almost died twice. He got thrown off of the cage twice. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of Mick Foley, where the fuck is he on this list? You know, that's, you know, there's a lot of guys, on. now that we've gone through the list, there, there are some guys on there that I think should be on that list. Mick Foley being one of them. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage should be on that list, in my opinion. He's not. Fuck yeah. Fuck you know, yeah. Obviously, top ten lists are subjective, and this was just based on votes on a website. But, yeah, I would say Macho Man should be on it. He, he's on my top ten favorite list of wrestlers, my favorite wrestler of all time. He should be on yeah. any top list. Because I always equated... I always equated, let's, like, Macho Man being... Like, let's say Hulk Hogan is to WWE what Mickey Mouse or Bugs Bunny is to Disney and Warner Brothers, respectively, or Looney Tunes, I should say. Well, yes, they made the most money for their respective companies. Macho Man was a better wrestler, better personality, and, you know, 
Donald Duck and Daffy Duck were the funnier of those of you know Disney and Looney Tunes characters. So while yes, they may not have made as much money as the other ones, they were they were better in my opinion. Like WrestleMania three, it was Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Yeah, that was the money match. That's what the match everybody wanted to see. But the best match on the card was Macho Man Randy Savage and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. But Ricky I would the say the Dragon Steamboat. Yes, that is a very weird name, but he was a very good, very very good wrestler. But yeah, I would say Mick Foley should be on any top ten list. Randy Savage. If you're going by WWE success, maybe Ric Flair, but his success probably came in WCW. So he's, you know, still one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So overall, I say this is a relatively accurate top 10 list. Maybe Edge and Randy Orton were kind of surprised, kind of odd choices for it. But overall, I think that's a pretty good top 10 list. All right. So. We've talked wrestling, right? Talked a whole bunch of wrestling. I'm angry about something. What are you angry about? Birds of Prey. The movie? The movie. Okay. I have not seen it. Because you thought it would be awesome, and it turns out it sucked. Actually, I've heard... I've heard I've heard varied reports, right? And uh, uh, certain podcasts that I tend to, uh, it seems like my interests line up with their interests. I've actually heard it's pretty good from quite a few sources, right? But the thing, all right, so Birds of Prey recently had a name change, right? They changed mm-hmm, it yes. to Ozzy Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey, right? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, because it, it flopped like a motherfucker at the box office, like first weekend or whatever. It may still be flopping. I don't know. and ke- hadn't kept up. But uh, do you know when the first time I heard of Birds of Prey? Just you want to take a guess when Justin became aware that Birds of Prey was a thing. This movie? Yep. I'm assuming? Yeah, like, just take a guess. When did I, mean, when did I a- out it existed? I'm assuming you found out Birds of Prey existed when this movie came out, is what I'm saying. Pretty much, yeah. Like, my wife was like, hey, do you want to see Birds of Prey? And I was like, hey, sweetie, what the fuck is Birds of Prey? And she had to explain, oh, there's a fucking Harley Quinn movie with all these other, you know, comic characters in it. And uh, supposed to be, you know, kind of hardcore or whatever, you know, lots of violence and everything. All things relevant to your interests. And I was like, they have a, a Harley Quinn-centric movie, and I have somehow not heard about it? <laughs> and, like, to me, all right, like, admittedly, I don't watch much regular TV, right? Everything I watch is streaming or, like, listen to podcasts or playing video games, right? But, so this this movie flopped, but... Somebody like me, who's, like, my interests are going to be very relevant to this film, okay? Like, I'm going to want to see it, even if it's bad. And somehow, they did not advertise it in any way that it would reach me. It's like, I'm on Facebook, I listen to podcasts, I watch a lot of streaming services, and I had no freaking idea that there was a Birds of Prey movie until a Birds of Prey movie is already out and my wife has to tell me it exists. Hmm. I'd heard about it, but, you know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'll probably see it when it comes out on Redbox. It didn't strike me as a movie. I was like, ooh, I got to go see it because I was not a, I wasn't a huge, I was not a very big fan of Suicide Squad. Um, so I was kind of like, eh, as far as Harley Quinn. She was the, she was the, oh, she was probably the better character in that movie, but, it wasn't a movie I was clamoring to go see in the theaters or anything. Redbox, sure, but, you know, I was not... I mean, once a year, so, like, admittedly, I probably wasn't going to go see it in theaters. But Margaret Robbie, as Harley Quinn, did a really good job, in my opinion. Like, that was mm-hmm. pretty much the only good thing about Suicide Squad. Right. Yeah, obviously, I was not a big fan of Jared Leto's Joker. I'm not a big fan of the Hot Topics version of Joker. Did not like that. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was not good. Not good. But still, it just like uh, like 
like uh, when the the new Star Trek show Picard came out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm not really a Star Trek fan. I don't I don't watch it. I don't have anything against it, but it's just you know I, uh, I've never really vibed with it. And but when that shit came out, man, like every place I am on the internet, that shit was being advertised. Right, everywhere. This, yeah, exactly. Like every podcast I listen to. Fucking, uh, you know, like all the shows on Facebook, Picard is all over the damn place. This Birds of Prey movie, which I would be much more interested in seeing than Picard. Nowhere. I had no freaking idea it existed. So it's just uh, the the name change seems weird to me because it's like, oh, well, nobody knows that Harley Quinn's in it. I don't think that's a damn problem. I think your uh, uh, advertising department let you down there, bros. I just don't think the the uh, DC film universe or whatever is just doing good in general. Um, only really good movies from it were Aquaman and Wonder Woman. That's in my opinion. Uh, Justice League was eh, was all right. wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it wasn't it wasn't the Avengers. That's for sure. Uh, Shazam, no, Shazam was a good movie. I don't know if y'all seen that, but Shazam is a good movie. I watched that on the plane ride to Japan, actually. It was actually a very good movie. So there's very few DC Cinematic Universe movies that are actually good, and I just don't see Birds of Prey being one of them. I'm pretty bummed to see it, to be honest. Like, I don't think it's going to be amazing, but I think it's it's going to be decent. But uh, I guess we'll wait and see. I'm just irritated that I didn't know about it, and I feel like uh, their marketing department is to blame. So they got to fight me now. It's like Harley Quinn's all over the place, it seems like now, because now there's like a Harley Quinn, like adult cartoon that's on the DC Universe streaming service. I don't know if y'all have heard of that or seen that or seen advertisements for it at all. Yeah, I can bitch about it when you're done saying what you got to say. I mean, it it looks, I, I don't know. I haven't watched it, but it just seems like Harley Quinn's all over the place because that, that chick from... Uh, from um, uh, what's that show? Oh, Big Bang. Uh, Big Bang Theory. Katie Kuko, or however you say her last name, she's the voice of Harley Quinn in that cartoon. I don't know. And she's allowed to cuss too. Yes, exactly. But I signed up for DC Universe, and I go looking on there like, oh wait, I can't wait to watch all these movies. No '90s Batman. No uh, uh, fucking Christian Bale Batman. No Batman '66. No Batman 66 the movie. I was like, fuck this. Cancel subscription. Why wouldn't those movies be on there? That's kind of dumb. I don't know. So not, yeah. even, not even the Christian Bale ones were on nope. there. Huh. Were the was the uh Ben Affleck version of them of him on there, you know, from yeah. uh Batman. Not even that. Huh. It just seems to be a bunch of animated crap. I mean, DC actually puts out a lot of really good animated movies as opposed to live-action movies, So, but I'm not going to pay for a whole streaming service just for that. Speaking of movies, uh, I went and saw Sonic. Was it good? It was. Uh, I went in there with the mentality of, all right, I'm, I'm a parent. I'm taking my kid to see a movie she really wants to see. And I came out of there like, holy shit, that was awesome. So would it, would it have been as good with the original version of what Sonic looked like? I sat there a couple of times and tried, and, and pictured as best I could the original design. And yes, it is better than what it... If they had stayed with the original design, I think it would have been a less enjoyable of a film. But now they're having a problem with the toys... They were already sculpted before the change happened. Oh, uh, so, I didn't think about that. Yeah, but uh, so what do y'all want to know about the movie? Uh, how was Jim Carrey in it? Very good, very good. Uh, reminiscent back to his, I call it his his wiggle arm days. You know how he could just move his body and make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. he, he's. He's part of the Department of Defense, and he's mm-hmm. like this man who just absolutely can't stand humans, and all he wants to do is be around his robots. Mm-hmm. And his robots don't look like the ones in the video game. They look like drones. 
okay. Yes, yeah, so got, got like wasps and bees flying around with stingers that shoot missiles and shit. Okay, I was gonna ask: Is it like in the video game where, like, if you when he jumped on a on a uh, enemy and like the little bird pops out or rabbit or whatever, so it's not like he's turning animals into robots? No, he's not doing that. Okay. Did they make any other kind of references to the video games? Uh, they did. Um, the rings. Uh, Sonic is given a, a bag full of these rings, and they can teleport in between worlds. Oh, okay. So they, that's what the rings. In the beginning, you see Sonic on his own home planet, and it looks like the first level, like you see him speeding by, and he goes through like the loop and shit. And he lives with an owl named Longclaw. Longclaw has taken care of him since he's been born. But because of his power, people want him. Mm -hmm. And this warrior tribe shows up, and it's... I'm looking at them like, they look kind of familiar. And they're the... the, the, Echidnas, I think that's how you say it. They're Knuckles, basically. Echidnas, yeah. it, it was Knuckles, and but it was just, you know, a bunch of them. And she sends him to another world. Longclaw uh, is pretty much dies, which which was sad. And he, he goes between worlds and eventually settles on Earth, living in Green Hills, Montana, which Green Hills is the name of the first level of the game. Some kind of spoiler alert for people that haven't seen this movie. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, get a little late for that, fuckers. A little late for that. Yeah, I just thought of that. I was like, "There's probably some like people that But Sonic, uh, he's he's he goes to play baseball on at the baseball field, and he's playing against himself, and he starts running around the bases, and he causes an EMP, and like the power for the whole Pacific Northwest goes down. Wow. And the government's like, "Was it a terror attack? We don't know." So that's why they call in Robotnik. And Robotnik finds one of Sonic's quills and it's like electrified. Hmm. So he goes to hide in these people's... Or he lives in a cave, but he knows he can't hide in the cave. So he goes to hide in this guy's house. This guy named Tom Wachowski. He's the sheriff of the town. Uh, Sonic calls him Donut Lord because every time he sees him, he's talking to a donut. He's played by uh, James Marston. Uh, you may remember as Cyclops from the the three decent X Men movies. Uh-huh. And and event, you know, at first they're like, "Whoa, what the hell's going on?" But he explains to him that Sonic has lost his rings. He needs to get to San Francisco to get them back, and he's the only one that can help him. So they go on like a road trip type thing. And uh, at first they had to deal with Robotnik and, and his his robots. And they, they for some reason they go to a bar and a brawl starts. And all right, you remember in uh Hunter, are you gonna are you gonna recap this whole goddamn movie? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> no, I'm just hitting notes. I'm just hitting notes that I wrote down. I, <laughs> you hitting every note in the motherfucking movie. Jesus Christ. I wrote shit down. So just <laughs> in Days of Futures Past, where Quicksilver starts to run in the room, the people are about to shoot them, and yes. he's like putting shit in front of them, moving the bullets. Okay, Sonic goes through the bar like that, and he just fucks with everybody. And he eats a bunch of chili dogs, and that's actually an homage to the 1993 cartoon because he was obsessed with chili dogs. Mm. That was the Sonic that was voiced by Urkel. Uh, by the way, in this movie, he was voiced by Ben Schwartz, who was in Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Hmm. And let's see. Ben Schwartz in Parks and Recreation. I know Parks and Recreation, but the this movie so far sounds like a fever dream. But uh, who does who does Ben Schwartz play? Uh, he's the voice of Sonic. Yeah, but who is he in Parks and Recreation? I'm trying to put a face. Uh, I don't know uh, his name. Uh, I know or something remember. like that. It was he was the guy that hung out with um the character that uh the Indian guy. I can't remember his name in that show. 
Okay. Oh, 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 shit. Uh, John Ralphio? Yes, that's that's who it was. Yeah. All right, then. I'm back on board. Uh, Because so far, you were doing a real good job of convincing me to not watch this movie. But uh, if it's him, then you know what? I'll support him. I like him. He's a good man. So what would you rate the movie out of 10, Bob? I'd give it a 7 out of 10, especially for like the last 20 minutes. There's a pretty good fight scene. And in the end, uh, they're back in Green Hills. And the townsfolk actually kind of come to the cop and Sonic's aid, including a guy named Crazy Carl, who's standing there with a, with a fucking chainsaw. He, he is the only one that's ever seen Sonic. He calls him the Blue Devil, and he tries to catch him. But no one believes that the Blue Devil exists until, well, he does. Anyway, they send Dr. Robotnik into a ring that goes to this nasty-looking mushroom planet, and everything is saved, and boom, credits roll. And then we get a scene on the mushroom planet. I said, all right, Dr. Robotnik had a night... Nice, neat little haircut and a little curly at the end mustache. You know, very classy looking in the movie. Well, you see this face in this puddle and it's him and he's shaving his head with a rock. And he looks up and he's got the big ass mustache like from the cartoon and the and the shows and the video game. And it made me so happy to see Jim Carrey with that massive mustache. Hmm. Like like a freaking push broom, and he still had the sonic quill with him, and he's like, I'm going to get home eventually. Puts on his goggles, and he he exits very Jim Carrey-ly. He, he starts making robot noises, and when he walks, he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. Then we get a second credit scene, which... I've never heard my kid yell so loud about something. One of the rings appears in the woods and opens up and if anyone doesn't want a spoiler now's the time to stop listening well you've oh, already time to stop listening was seven or eight minutes ago you basically read the whole script segment. of the movie at this point I, yeah, I, this is a I segment of the fucking movie but Tails comes out of the ring Nice. And he looks around. He's like, I've tracked him here. I hope I'm not too late. Then his tail splits up into two and he starts spinning like a helicopter. And that's the end of the movie. So there, there, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) (coughs) Well, that was basically. I like to be thorough. That was a very thorough review. That was a very thorough review. That wasn't a review, that was a recap. Motherfucker. That was, that was a recap. <laughs> that is our newest segment. Bob ruins a goddamn movie. Now, <laughs> can I give my my main takeaway from all that? Yes. My main takeaway from everything Bob just said. Anyone named Carl is going to be nicknamed Crazy Carl. Because literally every motherfucker I've ever known named Carl... Crazy Carl. Whether they're crazy or not. Crazy Carl. (laughs) So, after our uh, segment, Bob Ruins a Movie, recurring segment, (laughs) I'd like to introduce our... (laughs) I'd like to introduce our newest segment. And it's called, Hey guys, what you playing? What you playing? Well, I'm still what? playing Smash Brothers on the Switch because they just basically released all the the last character from their download, their DLC content. And as far as all the DLC content goes, um, it was kind of hit or miss with a lot of it. I think they missed some opportunities with some of that stuff because I don't think the Smash Brothers game needs any more Fire Emblem characters crammed in there. I've never even played Fire Emblem, and I think they got too many friggin' characters in that game. Only one that, when they 
so far the the downloaded characters were the well one of them was like included it was the piranha plant from mario and i was like that's weird that, and, that then, and then joker from a game called persona 5 which i had never played or heard of until that and um let's see who else it was joker from persona 5 and then, uh, oh, Banjo, Kazoo- Banjo and Kazooie from the Banjo Kazooie games. I was like, it's about time they put him in that game. Yeah, you he- got that dude from like Fatal Fury or some shit too. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Scary, yeah, scary, man. yeah, from uh, yeah from that. And then um, I'm trying to think who else was in it. And some some character from Fire Emblem they just released. I was like, okay, another Fire Emblem character. That's just what we needed. And I'm trying to think, who was the other character? I probably should have wrote this down before I, uh, you know, before I started rambling on about it. Oh, um, hang on, I'm looking it up right now, so. There was a dude from Undertale, but he was just like a skin of, like, me. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, like, I I played, because I've I've come to the conclusion I do not like uh, Smash Brothers single player. I will not play it single player. I don't like it. But multiplayer, it's one of the best games around. Oh yeah. But the only one I really liked out of the uh, the the latest DLC people is uh, the Terry dude. Uh, he felt he felt good. Liked his moves. Uh, I felt pretty effective with him. Uh, but man, the Fire Emblem characters—they all just—they feel a little too similar to me. They look a little too similar. Uh, I just don't get excited about that shit. Uh, Persona 5, I've heard that's a really good game. Didn't care for that character. I know a dude who uh, beats my ass with him, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trash with him. So uh, The other character was the, it was basically the hero from Dragon Quest. And I never played the Dragon Quest games, but... Oh, yeah, that dude's got like a menu that pops up, and uh, yeah, fuck, it's hard. He's, he's really hard to play, or at least for me, being terrible with him. Uh, by golly, he's hard. Because there were like rumors going around that some of the DLC characters could be things like they they were bopping they were batting around uh, Master Chief from Halo being one of the DLC characters, which I think would have been pretty cool. Or um, the the I guess default character that you could have from Minecraft, which again I think would have fit perfectly in something like Smash Brothers. And um, I don't know, I just feel like they. Hyped up all these DLC characters and I don't know, swinging a miss on some of them. Uh, Banjo Kazooie, which I think should have been in that game a long time ago, and uh, Terry from Fatal Fury were about the only ones I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. All the other ones were kind of like, eh, they could have left them out and I'd have been all right with it. Yeah, pretty much. All right, Bob, what you playing, fucker? Uh, well, I am still a, a bitch with no Switch or a cock with no Xbox. But uh, I guess we can go to Pokemon Go again. My God, interesting. I hate you. So yeah, let's get yeah. on the most important person, me. What are I, you? I have been playing Borderlands 3. Why, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. Because they extended the motherfucking level cap. Level cap is now level 53. It used to be level 50. That means I get three more points to just shoot things in the face. It's been fun. I loved it. Also, have either of you heard of the Untitled Goose Game? Yes. Where you're basically a goose and you're fucking with people? Yes. You're an asshole and you're a goose. And that is pretty much the premise of the game there. I, I, I made a kid wear the wrong glasses. I stole a man's hat, made him put on a different hat. I got him wet with a sprinkler, and uh, it was all around delightful. Can you mur- murder people? No murder as of yet. You're just you're a goose and you're a prick, but you're not like a, a fatal prick. You're just you know you inconvenience people. Just going around goosing people. Yep, yep. Stole lady's stuff. Stole a gardener dude's stuff. Put a whole bunch of stuff in a lake just because it could. Uh, yeah, it's delightful. This little segment of the Fat Old Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Mr. Plow. 
Mr. Plow. That name again is Mr. Plow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big fan yep. of Mr. Plow. Bob uses him often. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Bob? Yes? Would, would, would you like to talk about Rosario Dawson? I'm always down to talk about Rosario Dawson. I thought you might those be. Those lips, those hips, those... Mm, yeah. Proceed. I, I, mm, well, everything you just said makes me think I shouldn't. But uh, why, why don't you fill us in on uh, what Miss Rosario Dawson had to say about what she would like to do with her future. She, she wants to be reprising her role as Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian. Is which that, is that what, from the uh, Clone Wars? Uh, yes. Okay. Ahsoka Tano appeared in the little-known Clone Wars movie. There was a movie made about it before the cartoon came out. Mm-hmm. And she is assigned as Anakin Skywalker's apprentice. And this, at the beginning, she's like early teens. Later on in the Clone Wars season, she. She gets up to, I think, near in her 20s. They make her look older. But in season five, she was framed for bombing the Jedi temple. She was actually framed by another Jedi. And she was put on trial for murder. They found her guilty. But then the evidence came out that she was set up. And and the council apologized like... When Yoda and Mace Windu say, we're sorry to your face, they, they, they mean it. But she felt so uneasy about it all that she quit anyway. That she just left the order. And apparently she's supposed to be coming back in this new seventh season of Clone Wars. Which, I watched the first episode of that and I could talk about that later. But if she were to appear in The Mandalorian, which takes place five years after Return of the Jedi... That would put her probably right at or about Rosario's age, and she already kind of looks like her, but in human form. But you put those tendrils on her and, and, and that little Jedi outfit and the lightsabers, and you got a screen ready Ahsoka Tano. Hmm. And not to mention, like, I don't really, I can't point. Maybe one of y'all would know better than me. Like, she's kind of like a nerd queen, right? Like, very, very much in in most nerd circles. Like, uh, Rosario Dawson is a, uh, you know, she's a hit. Yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, maybe, was it Clerks too? I don't know, shit. What made her such a nerd queen? But uh, either way, she's a good damn fit for The Mandalorian. Uh, very much, I think she would be welcomed with open arms by the, the fandom. And uh, oh, damn yeah. good actress. Mm-hmm. I would say so. I mean, I've never seen... I don't think I've seen that Clone Wars. Is that... The Clone Wars that you're talking about, is that the... the, the, the 3D animated one or, like, the other one? Because there's, like, two of two the movies in there. Anim- all right, the one that looks like all the blocky two-dimensional animation, don't watch that. That's just I, garbage. I, 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 well, I own it, so I have watched it. <laughs> but the, th- uh, the 3D one... The one that had uh, six seasons, that's that's the good show. That's the good shit. Okay. So, I mean, I like Rosario Dawson, so if she's in The Mandalorian, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just, I just can't wait for The Mandalorian to come back on. You know, a lot of people have been canceling their uh, Disney Plus subscriptions because there's no Mandalorian. That's the only reason to watch it at this. That's the only reason to have it at this point, apparently, for some people. I still have mine. That's, oh, I do too. That's for Clone Wars. Yeah, if you got youngins, that They're, that Disney Plus thing is gold, yo. Oh my hey guys, you know what? What? I gotta pee. We'll go. So y'all can keep yourself entertained for a second because I'm about to go piss. Well, I guess it's taking a long time to take a piss. It takes. It's a long time to do everything. That's true. I've never seen somebody take a 30-minute shit before. Oh, there he is, ladies and gentlemen. 
Everybody, give him a round of applause. Round of applause. He went to go TT. I did go TT, and now I'm back from TT, and I wash my hands and everything like a big boy, and I put the seat back down because I am considerate. And uh, I don't know what you said about me while I was gone, but fuck you both. Oh, that's right. Wow, Bob's just popping straight into his microphone like a disgusting animal. Jesus. Oh, yeah. I thought I had, there's this button on there, and I thought it was the button to turn it off. No, you were just basically coughing into it like a friggin' animal. My apologies. Good job. Yeah, we're just going to hear a thud one day, and then that'll be the last we hear of Bob. Just <laughs> done. That's me and Micah crying into microphones. Best episode ever. What, Bob's death will be the best episode ever? No, the next episode where we just cry into the microphones. Just we oh. open. Like, we don't say what's wrong. We don't do an intro. We don't do an outro. We just cry into microphones for a solid hour. I could probably do that. But, but I don't have anything the, to cry about. Well, not, yeah. Like, you're not going to cry because you're going to die on the air, is what I was <laughs> referring to. Well, there it went. But, uh, right. So y'all remember last time we uh, we we talked? Uh, Jones and Reyes had a fight coming up. Y'all remember that? Yes. I remember. I was yeah. surprised Jones is still around, to be honest. Well, he is, and he's still very good at the old fisticuffs. And uh, he had his fight with uh, Dominic Reyes, right? And uh, like I said, I didn't know a whole bunch about Dominic Reyes at the time. Uh, apparently he's like a former uh, football player. Was pretty good at that. Uh, he beat up. Uh, damn it, can't remember his name right now. Doesn't matter. The dude that beat up Anderson Silva. But uh, anyways, they fought, and uh, yeah. I didn't give Dominic Reyes much of a chance. I don't think anybody gave Dominic Reyes much of a chance because he's fighting John Jones. And as it happens, um, John Jones won the fight right by decision. But there are quite a few people out there who feel like Dominic Reyes should have won the fight. They feel like he won rounds one, two, and three. Pretty much everybody agrees that Jones won round four and five. But uh, I don't know, man. I was pretty pretty excited to hear that somebody really gave Jones a fight. Didn't get a chance to watch anything other than the highlights. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a new legit contender out there in Dominic Reyes. Um. He may get the immediate rematch, or it may go to Jan Blakovich. I am I am murdering Blakovich or Blakovich. I can I'm I'm destroying his last name. I think he's Polish. Um, he just got done knocking out Corey Anderson in like two and a half minutes. John Jones was there. They they made faces at each other, and uh, if they fight, I'll be very excited to see it. But uh. So uh, there's some interesting fights coming up for John Jones, hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I hope to uh, tell you about them because I know neither of you will watch them because you're unlovable. Well, I mean, most of the guys I liked watching fight have retired or are not in the UFC anymore. So yeah, so you got to find new people to love watching to fight, right? So that's too much work. Me, a little bit. You made fart noises into the microphone. Hey guys, that's what we have now. What's that? We have a Facebook and, and a Twitter. Oh, we have a Twitter. Yes, yeah, so folks Twitter. out there can go to either site and follow us. Just type in Facebook or Twitter.com slash fat nerds podcast. Hot damn, they could also email us. Uh and you're gonna have to give them the email because my memory is bad. Yeah, you can email us now. Email us your thoughts, your comments, your advice, your death threats, restraining orders, cease and desist letters, and all the complaints to us at the Fat Old Nerds Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh. Well, while you went to go pee, someone's like, we gotta wrap it up. I gotta go to bed. It is late. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I've got to go to my second meeting of three of the week in the morning at, at 
So, uh, and, uh, you know, a person can only be expected to talk to Bob for so long, if we're being honest. Uh, I mean, Michael, I could talk to all day, but Bob, hour, hour and a half tops. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that probably does Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, I would say that does it for me, too. And that does it for me. Well, this has been the Fat Old Nerds Podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Micah. I'm Justin. And uh, I want to say something clever right now, but uh, I don't have anything to say. So, goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. See you next time.